Hello and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join your host, I Love Kim Possible a Lot, or KP, and Lauren Kizich, the Abbey Roadie, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to support by giving a like, a follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible a Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word and keep being a part of a great community. This episode contains some mild adult language. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of Animation Communication Without Lauren. Um, we're going to do a couple of these depending on how long she'll be on break for her... Um, she's trying to get a job really hard right now, so she doesn't have any time. So with me, I have my friend Autumn, who's in my friend group, and we both love Kim Possible a lot, so this is the Kim Possible episode, or one of them. So, um, why don't you tell, I always make it, well, not always, but I make a joke that, like, not a lot of people listen to the podcast. I mean, we do decent, but we we have, like, 50 views or something on YouTube per episode for the most part, unless it's, like, something important or whatever. But I guess tell tell the people um, who who you are and what you do and stuff. Um, okay, well, hi. Uh, I'm, I guess if we're talking MLP fandom-wise, I'm known as Autumn Rush in the fandom. I'm mostly just a casual artist. Don't really upload a whole lot, but just uh, mostly just a fan and viewer of uh, many other peeps. And uh, yeah, I guess I should just say uh, thank you for inviting me onto this podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I guess you can, well, I or I can tell people, like, how this idea came about, but essentially, um, what I realized is, uh, when I was doing Everfree Northwest, um, uh, whenever the last one is, I don't know, um, I realized, well, Autumn was in our, my friend group anyway, because she just moved to LA when I moved out of LA, so it's a weird transitional time for everyone. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> she also loves Kim Possible a lot, and she actually won impossible trivia at Everfree um there was a but even though there was a fire drill during it ah <laughs> oh, yes fun times yeah uh, it was cold I was in my Simba onesie in, in like outside a hotel feeling like a degenerate you know it's great oh <laughs> Nah, it was it was a lot of fun though. If anything, like I feel like at least for myself, my ten year old self would have been very proud. I mean, I, I vicariously lived through my ten year old self by you know refusing to change my name because I yeah. like it. So I mean, like, but it comes up every once in a while as far as you know people, you know. I mean, a lot of people think I voice something in Kim Possible like, from just conventions, just reading the convention thing and being like, oh, she must be, <laughs> like, the Kim Possible fangirl from one episode one time that I missed, I guess. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, sure. That was a, a Make-A-Wish kid, right? Uh, well, there was, a, there was a couple, um, but yeah, the ones in season, the two ones in season four were Make-A-Wish kids, so... Um, okay, okay. Yeah, whatever. Um, now you know there's two Make-A-Wish kids in season four of Kim Possible. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> fun facts. Fun, fun facts. So we'll be talking about old school Kim Possible days and how um, information was broken up and, and that kind of thing because, you know, it's a very weird thing going into MLP and, real and like, there's just so many people and they're just like making stuff and there's yeah. conventions for just my little pony just for one show it's yeah yeah you don't realize how lucky you are <laughs> yeah like i mean aside from like um like other fandoms like like star trek or something like that you know for mlp that was definitely kind of unique and kind of unheard of really for um for that kind of thing okay so we have a couple of headlines that i didn't just pick out you know, 10 minutes before we started. So we haven't done any of these in, the, in a little bit, but I didn't choose the obvious headline. So I have a couple that we'll go over. Um, I guess we'll just start from the top and go down. Um, sure, sure. I don't know anything about this one, but it looked interesting. So 
I guess Mel Brooks is still alive and he's wanting to do a play on Blazing. There's, uh, I don't, I don't know. Blazing. Well, I was just going to be like Blazing Saddles and I'm like, no, wait, that was him too. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, um, so it's going to be called Blazing Samurai and it has a lot of people that are important um, signed on to it already, including uh, one of the Lion King co-directors and... Yeah, I saw Michael Sarah in there. I was like, oh, wow, I, I don't even remember the last time it was that I have actually seen his name in something, but that's really cool. Um, yeah, I Also was, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, yeah, I just was, it was just, it, it just made me curious because I haven't heard, like, Mel Brooks make anything in the last, like, 10, 15 years. I mean, to be honest, I'm not the most updated Mel Brooks enthusiast, whatever. I'm sure he's around doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, same. Like, <laughs> like, producing and things like that. But he hasn't, um, I don't think he's been making, like, his own stuff, um, like, for a hot second. And if you don't know Mel Brooks, um, then go to film history school. Mel Brooks, um, old Jewish guy, he, he seems really rad in general. He made, um... I guess Blazing Saddles is probably the most famous one off the top of my head. So a lot of a lot of parody comedies from like the the eighties, early nineties. Um well Blazing Saddles is much older than that, but it's also very funny. Um if you are cur- hello. If you are curious about um his filmography then you can look it up, but he's funny, the kids say. Hello. Would you like to? Would you like to be on the podcast? Ah, uh, is that Toby? Yeah, Toby's like crying. Come here. Like, oh, poor thing. Here, let me get him. He is doing his best, I'm sure. Hopefully, he doesn't make too many no- background noises as I. <laughs> but I can't leave him alone. He's he's he he baby, so he's in the stage where I can't leave him alone for anything. So I guess the podcast people will just have to deal with it. Hello, Toby. Oh, it's okay. He's our he's our special guest for today. Toby's the real MVP. and for every other pod <laughs> for every other podcast you've had lately, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, well, this is the only one, so um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, Toby is my new dog. Um, he's he's he's. Um, He's about six months old right now, so he's, like I said, he was he's in a stage where he can't really, he's not used to being away from me, so I can't really put him anywhere, so. Oh, he's a little one. I, I did a live stream. Oh, uh, I did a live stream. Okay, thank you, Toby. I did a live stream um, <laughs> uh, yesterday, and I was like, this will be fine, and Toby's like, no, I want to go outside, like, ten times, and I want to... Um, talk to people and it was just like chaos and I had to leave like every you know five to ten minutes to entertain him so hopefully I took him on two walks today so hopefully he should be too tired to cause too much trouble but he might like want to explore the house and bark at things at night or whatever (laughs) doggers do but anyway hello Uh... hello Toby anyway um so I guess yeah Mel Brooks cool guy all right, um, our next headline. So, um, Totally Spies is having a movie. I didn't even know they were still making Totally Spies, like, at all. I thought they stopped, like, ten years ago or something. I, yeah, I didn't either. Admittedly, I didn't really watch Totally Spies, so I'm not, I never really did stay current as far as, um, uh, the show's production went. I just know that, like, I think they stopped... Um, while back, and I guess fans have been really calling out for a last season, and they finally got it, and really happy for them. Good for Totally Spies. Now, one time they did a, I mean, I watched it too, but it just seemed like, it just seemed too synthetic as far as, far as like, a Beverly Hills, like, let's just go shopping, because girls like shopping and pretty things, and kind of stereotypical yeah. You know, and, like, I, I feel like, you know, in Pony or post-Pony, like, the whole point of all that was so, um, you know, girls can like different things that are not just shopping and boys and, you know, pink shit, so. Um, right. It felt a little like um, 
semi-grown-up Powerpuff Girls to me. I don't know if that's just because the color scheme. Oh, yeah. That, I always, characters I, that show, I, but I that's what it, was, it essentially reminded me of. I thought it was funner to read it that way, that they were just, like, the, the grown-up Powerpuff Girls who, like, lost their superpowers. Because the hairstyles are similar, even though, um, yeah. you know, not all the details are correct. Like, I, Alex's skin color and, what was, like, Sam's eye color, those kind of things. But, you know... Everything yeah. else was very was like similar, so you know they were in witness yeah. protection or some something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But one of the the few things I do remember about the show, though, that I actually do kind of appreciate looking back on, is that I remember that I felt like anytime the main characters weren't like in their main spy uniforms, they were always wearing a different outfit in almost every single episode like that was just different from from the next one and like you didn't really see that a whole lot in animation like sometimes you would see characters like wearing different outfits here and there but they mostly just kept the same like outfit models for for most uh for most series but for totally spies they they changed it up quite a bit and like i i appreciate that a lot from a animation standpoint yeah yeah good for them um i know i mean we do in kim possible cast so kim possible was also one of the few exceptions where she i mean after season one she had different i mean they they were the same like you know seven to eight outfits but they and they were on a rotation but they were still like not the same it was still not the 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 green tank top like every single time which yeah exactly i appreciated um yeah on occasion they would give her like uh i guess a ponytail or something like that but (laughs) still appreciated on on occasion ron on rare occasions, Ron would have a, a different outfit, but not really most of the time. <laughs> it's Ron all right. Just wore the same thing. Ron, Ron is the standard. Anyway, um, yes. so last headline before we get into the main thing that I have. Oh, um, Cuphead. Yes. Cuphead. <laughs> The so, game that pissed me off in the most fun way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never played it, but I just know I appreciated existence. So if you're new and don't know what Cuphead is, Cuphead is basically like a love letter to like 20 style animation. So think like Betty Boop and Felix the Cat and uh, the, the I think it's the Pfizer Brothers, things like that. The competition that Walt Disney like had to deal with when he originally was on the scene and and he was making Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and stuff like that. So, um, specifically more hand-drawn stuff. Like, I think the original Cuphead, um, the game Cuphead was all, like, traditionally animated, like, pencil and paper animated, and they, you know, they, they put it in digital after they, that they did the animation and, you know, that kind of thing. So, I imagine this is... Similar, that might not be the most economic way to do it, but I imagine that it's still, you know, similar to that style. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, if they, uh, considering they were going for that that uh, really old-school animation style, they definitely succeeded and beyond. Oh, speaking of needy pets, my cat is over here beside me wanting food and pawing at me for it. <laughs> um, hi, Taffy. All right, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> That's the mood. Um, anyway, um, so we'll start, I guess, with our main topic. So, um, I guess, why don't you start, um, telling a little bit about how you got into Kim Possible a lot. So, um, I guess, yeah, Autumn is, like, the only person I've met so far. I mean, that's not on the internet. That's relatively in my friend's circle that knows Kim Possible stuff, you know, (laughs) pretty, pretty, like... Goodish. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> Pretty goodish. Well, well enough. Well enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, same here. Because I know when I was still watching it, um, when I was 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, I didn't really know anybody uh, else in real life who actually knew the show. Um, well, of course, they had heard of it, but like they didn't really watch it, especially as retroactively as as I was uh, for sure. So yeah, you're definitely kind of a, a first for me as far as meeting someone else who really liked the show to that extent. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess as far as how I got into the show itself, um, to be honest, I, I couldn't really tell you exactly how I just know that I probably um found one or two episodes uh on tv um 
somewhere around season one, I think, is where, where when I got into it. But, uh, yeah, I ended up falling in love with it, and it just kind of went from there. Um, as far as online stuff goes, uh, that was around the time, I think, where I was also just getting on the computer a lot, just sort of exploring the Internet as uh, uh, as much as uh, everybody else was kind of doing at the time. Um uh, eventually, um, just, I just ended up finding the, the Ron Stoppable's Neat Page site, and from there, there was also a forum that was attached to the website, uh, went on there. I think that was also my first exposure to online forums and talking to other people online as well, so that was, um, that was definitely something. Uh, it definitely caught my eye in the fact that it was sort of like the central hub of the KP fandom at the time and it was from everything from like you know again that's where kind of everybody was going uh even design wise like it was very catered to Kim Possible fans and um yeah I I didn't really talk in the forum much myself I was just more of a lurker than than anything else but it was kind of again it was just kind of the main place that people would go for KP related stuff especially when um uh, season four got renewed and, uh, uh, people would post like, uh, news related stuff regarding to it or spoilers. Um, at one point, uh, uh, the creators, Mark and Bob, uh, joined and Steve Loader as well. And, uh, they would sometimes hop on there and talk to fans, which was also really neat, um, at the time. And, uh, yeah, not much else to really tell from that, honestly, just kind of, um, sorry, cat hopped on the... No, it'd be like that. Luckily, Toby is is, is just kind of <laughs> eyeing me from the bed, so he's he's kind of calming down, which is good. Um, any pet owners out there? What I what I've I mean, something I realized because I do this, but I realized it was a good idea. Is there's like dog, like sound not sound effects, but dog catered sleeping and calming like playlist music on YouTube, and that's been helping a lot, especially when it's nighttime. Oh, really? Yeah, so you know, I I think. From what I've remembered, Tabby's super nice, but like you know, in case he's ever like super. Yeah, he's still hopping on the keyboard as we speak. All right. <laughs> um. Okay, I kicked him off. All good. Okay, I will do like a a a little bit of my spiel, uh, and then we'll we'll move on and we'll start talking about the the forum and and things. So, um, I talked about this like years and years ago on on the video where I um talk about why I decided to keep my username even though I uh, do pony stuff and now I do pony stuff and some other things. Well, it's more like I do other things and pony stuff every once in a while. There, were, I, I made a Twitter post uh, maybe like a week ago because people were, I was, I was getting frustrated that people were speaking on my behalf and being like, oh, KP's not in the fandom anymore because she, she makes Disney videos and I'm just like, uh, uh. <laughs> Are I allowed to, like, okay. isn't it my choice if I'm in the fandom? It's not your perception, but I think it's a, I think a lot of that is just like, oh, KP just doesn't do pony-only pony, pony only cons anymore. And I'm just like, well, pony cons don't have any money, so, you know, I don't want to, like, <laughs> you know, I, I want to, like, I, I like to vet and I like to keep busy, and it's hard to keep busy when, you know, an event doesn't have as many people as it used to anyway. So... <laughs> I still do pony stuff. I still will do a pony video as I feel like it. You know, Discord is still, you know, my muse, my my flame as far as um, that market. But anyway, so Kim Possible. <laughs> um, so I, how I work is if there's something that is interesting to me that makes me contemplate a character's really um, like, the, the writers, I feel like, do something really, really smart or really, really complex as far as framing characters or character arcs, um, then there's a chance that I will get, you know, I will think about it constantly and get obsessive about it, and here we are. Um, so that happened with the Kim Possible, so the drama movie. I watched Kim Possible casually up to that point, and then I watched so the drama, and then I was like, wait, they, I mean, kind of spoiler alert if you haven't seen so the drama, even though it's like <laughs> fucking... Like at least at least almost fifteen years old at this point, something like that. Um, done Disney Plus. Go go get it. Um, yes, go get it. I mean, watch the rest of the series first, but you know, it's it's there. Um, when I was doing well, side note, I was doing when I was doing my my 
we were rewatching Kim Possible with my roommate, or I was watching Kim Possible with my roommate because she'd never seen it the whole way through, and um, she was she was like, oh, um, when so the drama was coming up, I was just like, I don't need to see the so the drama. I've seen so the drama more than any movie I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> and she's <Same>. like, <laughs> and she's like, oh well, I'll just. You know, I'll just, you don't have to stay to watch it. And I'm like, oh, I'll stay. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> anyway, um, so, um, I, I mean, I still have, I've still seen, still the drama at least, like, three 50 four, million times. Three plus. to four hundred times, something <laughs> like that, you know, in the course of my Kim Possible lotness. But anyway, um, so the thing that hooked me was, like, the Kim and Ron relationship, specifically Kim's point of view. Because Ron's point of view was pretty played out in the movie. I mean, you know, jealous, jealous, realizes it's possessive over a girl that is in his life. Oh, wait, maybe he likes her. Oh, wait. Um, But I feel like besides, like, Kim's realization of, like, oh, she might want to date Ron is very fast. Um, And they try to make up with it with the Could It Be song, which is the song that's at the end of the movie. Um, But I really wish there was more, I mean, even now, like, on hindsight, I wish there was more, like, Kim talking about it and Kim, like, like, you know, some more, you know, some more character, like, you know, oh, I never thought of Ron that way until he said he liked me and and then I, you know, whatever. So, um, but I was... Like, my my point of view, too, is just, like, it's hard for me to, like, see where Kim is coming from because Ron's kind of a scrub. (laughs) So, Uh. (laughs) I mean, it's true. (laughs) So, you know. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. He was at least, like, sweet, and he was always there for Kim, and, you know, just a a very loyal friend uh, all around. Like, I I genuinely, like, really appreciated their friendship even before they started dating, but, um... No, it's kind of funny to me that you that you said that uh, you actually didn't really get into it until so the drama, especially for like the Kim and Ron relationship, because I was rooting so hard for it all the way from like in the season one, and just uh, when when so the drama came out, I was like, we did it practically. <laughs> we did it. I mean, you know, it's something that was obvious, but like when you're twelve and you don't know what shipping is, and you don't know that that's kind of the intention the whole time. But yeah, I got into it retroactively after that. So then I was like, now I need to watch every, every possible <laughs> episode ever, and you know, um, and that's that's what I did. And it was like a shitty time to get into it because you know the show ended. <laughs> right, right. But you know, I didn't realize that at the time. But. Well, at least you weren't dying for like two seasons before the hand for that to happen. Oh, but you know, if like waiting for the season four announcement, because like I think like if if like season four was the godsend season, I think if it didn't happen, yes. a lot of things, you know, for me personally would be different as far as like, oh, I like it, but nothing ever happened. And well, that was great. <laughs> good, good ride. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. It- awesome cool that'll be something to look back at in like 10 years from now and just think oh that was cool and then not think of it again for a while (laughs) so but yeah season four was the first season i was like gung-ho about it and you know keeping up with the episodes as they aired and the whole the whole thing um wow okay yeah yeah um but you know the break between season three and season four was like torturous it was like what like a year, two years before between season three and season four. Just like, yeah, because I mean, they didn't even know if a season four was even gonna happen. So yeah. like half of that time was just basically everybody hoping it would happen, and then Disney was like, "Okay, we'll we'll let it happen," and just went from there. <laughs> um, yeah, really exciting time. That honestly. Yeah, there. I don't. It, it, it's debated whether it was like the Save Kim Possible campaign. So. Briefly, because that's not what the episode is about, but briefly there was, like, back in, like, 2005, there was, like, we need to write, send emails to Disney and, you know, tell them to, like, you know, renew the show and stuff like that. So there was that, that, yeah, and there was also, I think, from what I read, there was also, like, it was really popular in Germany for some reason. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought you knew that. But anyway, and so... It sounds familiar. Like, I remember um, for a time after the show ended, I 
there were box sets that were distributed from Germany that came out for like the entire series. Mm -hmm. But again, because it was only being distributed in Germany, like it it took a lot at the time for um, anybody else overseas to to try to buy it if they did, or at least um, at least I think that's what happened. I might be misremembering on that, but um, yeah, so I guess I kind of like knew that somewhat in hindsight uh, to an extent, but yeah, I didn't really exactly have a perfect picture as far as like how how big it really was over there but okay <laughs> yeah so um yeah what what happened is like there this is all allegedly so I don't you know I don't we don't know either way like I think it's the first one I think the fans wanted it because that was kind of alluded to a lot but um there was also like rumorly like a German contract that said there had to be four seasons so Disney was like oh well I guess we got to do another season now Oh, so okay. But um, well, I do have some well something to say before we actually get into the thing. Um, when I met uh Christy, I've met Christy once so far, um, and she's very nice. Um, you know, uh, we talked about collabing, but it never happened, obviously. Right. (laughs) I live for to collab, but anyway, um. She gave me a bit, like, I guess the Save Disney Shows guys was, was up the convention, and he gave her her business card, and she gave it to me. It was nice, like, and there was someone, I guess, on hindsight, um, I realized this because he posted about it, but he was like, oh, I met KP and KP, and he was asking Christy questions and knew who I was, but not, like, but it was, like, Kim Possible questions, and it was like, oh, I can, I, I, I got this, and she was like, he asked her like oh how did Kim Possible become Kim Possible like how did she start doing missions and stuff and she and Christy was describing the plot for a stitch in time and I was just like oh it's actually in the stitch in time it's actually in season two go watch like I knew like where to direct <laughs> this this person to to find the information he seeks so anyway you know yeah anyway um so it's probably the first one so but um, yeah, and then season four came out, and it was it was great, and everyone loved it. I think for the most part, and yeah. So back to the forum stuff. So what um, Autumn was describing is back in the day. We're gonna do a lot of back in the day, and Petrich or Petridge Farm remembers kind of memes. So <laughs> back in the day, there was um. So we didn't have Discord. We didn't have Skype. Or people didn't really use Skype, I don't think, in 2005 I don't think so. The, yeah, the most I remember, I think that was when Facebook might have just started becoming a little prominent. Um, otherwise, everybody was probably using MySpace. But other than that, you know, we, we didn't have Twitter. Uh, we didn't have Instagram. Like, social media is was not... Um, at all, like, what it is today. Like, it was almost non-existent. Yeah. In a way. Like, I know Twitter was around, but I don't think anyone was really using it as religiously as they were in now, I guess, in now. Um, yeah, between, like, like 2004 and 2007, maybe. I was like, where'd Toby get one? He's, he's next to my, my Kim Possible uh, pillow, because he knows how to be on theme. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, go, Toby. Go, Toby. So proud of you, Toby. You did it. I, I'm training you well. Anyway, um... <laughs> So, but, you know, I don't know if anyone knows what a website form looks like, but, you know, that's where people had to go. And it was only, like, I'd say, like, a, a fraction of the, like, of the, the My Little Pony fandom, uh, as far as yeah. people there. Like, they did start a, they, someone did try to start a Kim Possible Con in, like, 2010-ish, I think, something like that. Do you remember this? Huh. No, I don't. Okay. But I think this was long after I had stopped visiting the forums, honestly. So I, I did not stick around for too long after the show had ended. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, someone tried to make a Kim Possible convention, but people weren't registering for it, so he had to cancel it. Um, Nicole, uh, Nicole Dublock mentioned it, um, and I was just like, oh, right, yeah, I remember that vaguely. But I was I was going to go to that, and then it got canceled because no one was buying tickets, so... You know, oh, yeah. it'd be like uh, that sometimes. So, you know, you kids don't realize how, how how lucky you have to have just conventions where you can talk about the thing that you like. So what I would what I would have given for Kim Possible 
convention. Um, yeah. We can drink. Or at least, like, something that, like, uh, affiliated with it. Like, if there was, like, some, like, big, like, impossible event at, like, a, at an adjacent Comic-Con or something like that. Yeah. They are doing some of those now because Will and Christy do conventions now. But, um, you know, every once in a while when they get booked to a convention, they do, like, a Kim Possible Con and, or a Kim Possible panel and they talk about it and stuff like that. Uh so, but Will doesn't remember anything, so it's, Christy <laughs> remembers everything for the most part, but Will is just like, yeah, I'm here, I, I was Ron Stoppel, and, <laughs> I mean, he's uh. not as bad as John DeLancey, but he's still kind of like, um, like, I, I when I met Will, um, I was like, oh, I'm a YouTuber, and he's just like, and stuff like that, and he's just like, oh, that's great, kid. Well, here's an autograph for free because you gave me a Ron Doodle, and I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I guess, that, like, at the end of the day, it was kind of just, just a job for him. Like, it, it was, I'm sure it was, like, it, special to him to some, like, extent, maybe not as much as, as Christy. I yeah, that's the vibe that, I get. But, I, th- I mean, like, Will mentioned, like, and, I mean, he doesn't know the show as well as Christy does, but he still knows, I think, a decent amount, like, um, but I remember, like he he mentioned that he didn't watch the the the, the live action Kim Possible movie, as, which was a good which was a good idea because he was just like those those aren't our characters kind of thing. Like it's not yeah, it's not us. And I'm just like oof. Yeah, I, I did the enjoy the. I did enjoy the the quick promo that they did for the uh, the the quote unquote casting auditions one. That yeah. one was really funny and cute. I I enjoyed that one a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I think a lot of exact executives who didn't really feel at the market made it made it made a emotional decision that they were like, let's do Kim Possible because people want a live action Kim Possible, and I'm just like, yeah, but not. Did we? Did we really, though? <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest, did we really? I think if it was more loyal to the show and not, like, on a Disney Channel, like, or a stunk of Disney Channel, like, trying to promote, like, trying to be a, a, a fame thing for the girl and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I think, like, it was, you know, it was if it was cast with people that, if, cast with, like, people that, other people cared about like notable actors and not just you know whatever then i think it would have been more fun but you know you know because maybe i mean i didn't i didn't really mind like the casting or anything it was just more that i i really do kind of feel like there are some things when it comes to animation you really just cannot translate all that well into live action um, especially, like, when you're only given so much of a bu- budget, as I'm sure the live-action KP movie did, um, but, yeah, I don't know, I just, I just kind of think that, like, with that movie in particular, like, it just was not, I'm not really sure how to describe it, like, it, it, not to say that it was, like, doomed from the start, but it just, there are just some things that, you know, aren't just, uh, translated very well into into 3D or live action, and KP I feel like was was sort of one of those things. It was just better to to been left like maybe 2D at the very least. Well, um, I mean, at the end of the day, that's the problem. Is it's a suspension of disbelief problem because like you know you can believe that this cartoon character is fighting bad guys and stuff like that, but can you really believe an actual 16 year old is fighting off like? 25 30 year old like woman who's much taller than her yeah like, not really yeah. <laughs> um so you know it, it was kind of a hard sell so like things that are yeah. like and i felt bad because the director who was a huge fanboy of the show and was like putting easter eggs in the the backgrounds and stuff like that and like i pointed one out and he's like oh i was waiting for someone to point that out essentially and i was like uh. yeah um but, um, well, quickly, what I pointed out was, um, at the very end, so spoiler alert if you care about this movie, um, the live action movie, um, baby dragon, white, baby white dragon or whatever is reading a book about teen slang. And he, what he did is he replicated the teen slang book from, um, the summer. Oh, from the actual series. Yeah. 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 From the, I, I, um. I can't remember the name. Uh, the Golden Years, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He replicated yeah. it from that, and I was just like, I, I picked it up immediately, and I was just like, oh, I get it. And I'm like, you know, and you can look at it if you if you want to do it. It's on it's on my Twitter, like, somewhere, like, from three years ago or something. 
so um you know um so he he like and he knew the characters super well and you know it was really good about giving direction but like i also i agree with christy it probably should have been a woman director and not just like mm. a sad boy <laughs> Right. right you know i mean like at the end of the day kim possible is about feminism and you know <laughs> all that good stuff but anyway um so anyway back to the thing so but yeah um we had this form and basically it was about some guy i guess started it who was role-playing ron so the forum yeah, had all yeah, of Ron's it, jersey colors or whatever. I, I never, I was too late to really see what was going on with the Ron cosplayer, but that was kind of the gist. So yeah, essentially he would always go in there and he would role play as Ron. He, his username and everything was was Ron Stoppable. So like anytime he had anything to post, he would do it like in the same like kind of a dialogue style as Ron to make it seem a little bit authentic. I I don't know if anybody outside of maybe the mods really knew who this guy was, but yeah, essentially he would just go on there play play as Ron. Um, uh, he would mostly just talk, like, with announcements and everything, and maybe, like, hold some events, but, um, and interact with people on occasion, but, yeah, that was pretty much his, his shtick there for a bit, um, which, uh, at the time, I kind of thought it was a little bit fun, I thought it was pretty, uh, uh, in character, so, so props to the guy, whoever he was, uh, Ron Stoppable on the RS forums, uh, I bet someone will send this, like, this this like oh they were talking about Ron Savile in 2022. Oh, yeah, I feel old. <laughs> you Just know a who Ron Savile is from? Yes, but anyway, it's um the form still exists if you still want to like it's a, it's a ghost form, but you can still look around. Yeah, I think some people still comment, but it's just like in the stupid shit kind of things. Um, so um. Uh, yeah, it's called, it was called Ron Sopple's Really Neat Page.net, or Ron Sopple's Really Neat Forum, I think. I think it was a page and there was forum, so I'm not, do you know how it got popular? Uh, not really. I think it was really just the main place for the KP fandom because it was just so catered to, uh, KP in general because you, you would get on the site and, um... Uh, he even had different features on the side. I don't remember what most of them were, except for, I remember he had, like, something called, like, the Ron Reports, I think, to where he would just write, like, uh, these little articles or excerpts, um, as Ron, and, uh, I remember them being kind of entertaining. I, I don't really remember a whole lot of, like, if you asked me what any single one of them was about, I really couldn't tell you anymore, but, um, there was that, and then if you got on the forum, like, it, even just, like, the way it was designed, it was very, like, Ron-centric, because, like, the color theme was, like, his, his jersey, you know, the black, red, white, and yellow theme, and then, uh, it was also just kind of organized back in the day, too, because everything was just separated between, like, you know, actual, like, episode discussion and character discussion or anything show-wise, and then it had its own sections for, like, fan-related stuff, like fan fiction, fan art, uh, uh, AMVs, all that and then even just like a small board for random stuff like little games you could play uh on forums or um uh member chats and stuff like that so it, again it was just very catered to the kp fans i think it was basically the best that you could find for the fandom as far as a place to hang out with other kim possible fans yeah i mean I don't know the main po like I, I I guess a quick question daily is still the place people go for pony. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it was basically happening. uh, yeah. In a way, it was basically a question daily for for Kim Possible. I, I would say the main difference is that a, a question daily didn't really have a forum exactly for one, and then two. I feel like a question daily was also more for like uh news centric stuff. Uh, yeah. The forum was really just for for chatting and uh. We would update ourselves if, like, anybody found any kind of news article or um, or stuff for upcoming episodes, especially for when season four was coming out. Um, so really just stuff like that, really. Mm -hmm. I guess we could talk a little bit about what it was like during season four, because I think that was the highlight of everyone's, because, you know, the show was renewed and everyone was yeah. super invested in it. And, you know, pe normal people were just like, oh, they're doing another Kim Possible. So, yeah. What I learned is um, through my through my KPing on the internet is um, 
the main reason it didn't get renewed is because new executives came in and they wanted to start their own like show and kind of move on from Kim Possible. So it could have gotten renewed, but um, and that show was Phineas and Ferb. So you know, mm, well, not only that, but back then Disney was really infamous for having this uh, uh, right, uh right. no more past sixty five episode rule because they had that for every single one of their their shows at the time, like Lizzie McGuire, uh, That's a Raven, um, every other show they they had at the time, and. Uh, uh, what's funny, if uh, some people didn't already know this, but if you even watched So the Drama movie, there were little hints uh, from the uh, the producers and the creators that they would leave kind of saying, like, no on the 65 rule thing. Like, if you look in the scene where Ron is, like, um, like contemplating on telling Kim how he feels, if you look on his mirror, there's mm -hmm. actually a sticker on there that says no on 65, and that's what that is referring to, is that, that rule. Yeah. So um, it was basically, I think it was like something about having enough or having an, a, a complete rotation for syndication. Um, syndication, if you don't know what that is, is basically a fancy word that says like enough episodes to put on rotation when they were airing on Disney Channel or when the rights to the shows were sold to other networks to air. Like, I mean, they would still stay in the Disney family unless they were out of country for the most part, but like. If Kim Possible was playing, like, on ABC Family or, you know, Toon Disney and all that stuff. Like, how often they would go on rotation as far as um, playing it. So, essentially, the thinking is, like, we'll make enough episodes to satisfy, you know, the syndication requirements that we need. And then, you know, we'll just move on to the next thing because kids are stupid and fickle and, you know, don't like <laughs> things, essentially. So... Impossible is the, yeah the first show that I mean I think that's a Raven ended up getting renewed too and now we have, yeah they did yeah now that we got Raven's house or whatever I don't know if that's still going but um Possible was the first one that got renewed and you know Phineas and Ferb like blew Kim Possible away unfortunately I, I don't like to mm -hmm. think about that but you know <laughs> um you know at the time it was a, it was a big deal so you know not not to rag or anything but um. But, uh, yeah, it was just really an interesting time, I guess, back in 2007. And just, like, you know, I, I'm i trying to think. It's it just different than, um, than My Little Pony because, you know, it was similar watching, like, My Little Pony as far as when new episodes were airing. And, you know, but there were no, like, live streams of the episodes or something. You had to watch them on TV or just, like, sometimes they would get uploaded to YouTube. Like, I remember, like, Graduation mm -hmm. specifically got leaked on YouTube, like, a week early, and I don't know how that happened. I still <laughs> don't know how that happened. You know, I just, I waited to watch it, though, when it premiered on the TV because I felt like that was the right decision to make and, and that was the right decision to make. I mean, I don't think it would have really mattered. Oh, to the, to oh the you're better than me. I, I was too impatient. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I was just about to say, like, I don't think it really, at the end of the day, I don't think it really mattered, but, you know, I wanted to, like, you know, I, I kind of knew that this was, this was probably going to be the end, and I wanted to, you know, mm -hmm. enjoy it, and, you know, watch, they had a, a Kim Possible marathon on Disney Channel before they aired Graduation, and I kind of watched parts of that, or the majority of that, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, it was a different experience for me, and feel free to jump in, obviously, because, um, you know, for Pony, it's always been about Discord, 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 and all the other stuff is, is great and fun, but, like, that's not what I'm passionate about, and that's why I'm not, like, religiously covering... Well, one of the reasons I'm not religiously covering Generation 5 is there's no... I mean, there's no Discord so far, and, you know... <laughs> so, like, uh, we can speculate five million times where or when or how that's gonna happen when the show happens, but, you know, I will obviously talk more about pony if discord shows up but you know so far it's a mystery sure sure but uh for kim possible like i mean kim and ron were like i mean draken was the super main draw if i'm gonna be honest but uh, as far <laughs> as comedy and just having fun with the episodes but you know kim and ron were still enjoyable to watch and so it was like getting like i never had that experience to like getting excited for every single episode because i like these characters so much so um but yeah, I was like, after like a couple episodes of, of season four, I'm like, okay, when's Draken coming back? Because that's like, <laughs> when, when shit gets 
shit gets like ten times more funnier, and luckily it right, wasn't right. too long well, of a wait. But go ahead. Oh, I was gonna just gonna say, well, you were in luck because Draken and Shigo, for the most part, were the the main villains of the show compared to everybody else, and I think they were also uh, a production favor too among the people who actually worked on the show. And I think it also helped that like both uh, John DiMaggio and um, and Nicole Sullivan, I, I, from what I've heard in stories, they they were also uh, quite the kick as well, and j- just a. a, a numerous reasons to basically have Draken and Shigo in the show at any point. Yeah, and they were also, like, from a logistics standpoint, they were also really easy to book. Like, from what I remember is the voice actress for Dean Amy was um, on Desperate Housewives, which was a really big thing at the time, um, a really big show. So they were like, oh, we can't really use Dean Amy that often because what they were, if they couldn't get the voice actor, they just not use that character. So, um, versus, like, recasting and the whole thing, because, like, it's, that's not, you know, like, try to avoid that if possible. Um, and she was on Desperate Housewives, and they were just like, well, we can't use her that often. So she was in, she didn't, um, she was in, I think, three episodes total. She didn't have any speaking lines at, in graduation, but she was, she was there. Um, (laughs) she was sure there, um. But uh, Doug Monkey Fist, yeah, (laughs) crazy lady. Oh, I was um well, spoiler for an episode. But anyway, if you um, I was wait when we were watching that episode, I was waiting to for the Gorilla Fist episode. I was waiting for the 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 twist, and I was like, "Are you ready for this?" Like my roommate, I was like, "Are you ready for this?" And I'm just like, "What am I ready for?" I'm just like, "Just watch," and then. Like the Navy takes off her mask and like her her, her, her mouth was like on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that! <laughs> oh my god, that episode will always kill me for for a lot of reasons. But that was definitely one of them. I remember it's just like the most best way you can just like put this character back in, even for just a brief moment. <laughs> yeah. But um. Well, I was, I was, I mean, I said in the, I think I said in the video that we're, we're, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing more impossible videos, imagine that, but I said in a, I said there, and I'll say it, that, you know, I think my favorite, the most important solidified thing from season four that I, I feel like season four is worth it is Draken and Chico being canically couple kissing gay also, you know. <laughs> I thought, I, you know, Kim and Watt Ron are great, but, like, after a whole season of it, you kind of get used to it. So it's just, like, now we have, two, like, I made a, a joke from another video where we use the Spongebob meme. It's just, like, it's, like, oh, no, I can't uncouple. And then, like, how could it be worse? But it's, like, this the bubble meme, you know, like, mm-hmm. with the paint. And then he's, and then Patrick's like, oh, I know, I know, two canon couples. And Spongebob's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I honestly did not expect the uh, the Draken and Shigo at the end. I think maybe because, like, I wasn't really an avid shipper of the two, but... Yeah, near the end of the season four, I was just like, okay, now we gotta... Now we, like, let's let's have our cake in the two. But I think it was a... I mean, it's either Lauder or Lauder, but I think Steve Lauder was just like... I call him Lauder, was just like, you know, we can't make Higo happen, so it's the best we can do. <laughs> there you go. Hey, <laughs> you know... And I think it kind of, I mean, like, even though it was a fast issue, and I think it worked well with the whole, like, the whole theme of, you know, Draken, you know, saving the world and, you know, like, you know, things falling into place after that, after he kind of had had a success. So, yeah. You know, good good for Draken. Maybe not a take over the world success, but hey, you saved the world and you did good. You you, you had a a good. You had a victory. Had a boy. Right, a boy. Um, pat, pat. Oh, yeah. So, um, before So the Drama aired, like, I think this was, like, maybe midway towards the end of season three, uh, Disney held a big um, show marathon where fans could uh, go online onto their, their Disney Channel site and actually vote for their favorite episodes. And the way that they held this marathon was that they actually showed... Um, the episodes in order of how many votes those got in. So basically, whichever episode was the last one to air, that was the number one fan-favorited um, voted-for episode. Um, 
uh, ended up being emotion sickness, which uh, that was the episode where uh, uh, Kim and Shigo both get hit with a device called the Moodulator, um, and as the name pretty much directly implies, it changes their moods, and uh, about halfway through the episode, it changes to love, and um, fast forward a little bit, uh, Kim ends up falling in love with Ron, she kisses him, big moment, uh, really awesome, but yeah, again, that was the fan favorite right there, and apparently that episode was reportedly created as a test to see how fans would react to Kim and Ron potentially being in a relationship, and with the episode voted as number one, it actually gave, uh, it supposedly gave the creators more confidence in their decision to officially make Kim and Ron a couple by the end of So the Drama, so it was just a, it was a really cool, magical, moment kind of thing. I actually remember um, going online to the site myself and voting for that episode several times. I'm pretty sure a, a good portion of those final votes were probably mine. It, it, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think the marathon, I, it took place over a good few days, I want to say, because I could be not remembering correctly, but I want to say they actually showed every single episode that they had, that had already aired up until that point. So it took like a few days for them to air the episodes in that order. But yeah, Motion Sickness ended up being the very last one, voted number one. Uh, hence all the screaming that took place when I was watching this marathon was like, hell to the fucking yeah. Um, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, so, and then I think a few months later, or at least, like, half a year later, that was when So the Drama aired and just kind of sealed the deal right there. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I do think they shouldn't have, like, had the first Kim and Ron kiss be under, like, the influence, essentially. Like, I feel like that kind of is a little weird, but I think, I also, well, you know, think it's cute, too. Funnily enough, you could actually argue, and for both Kim and Shigo in this case, is that uh, the Moodulator didn't really create emotions as so much as it enhanced emotions. So in order for uh, for Kim to have fallen in love with Ron at that moment, she had to have already had at least uh, some of those feelings already budding at the time. Oh, I like that. I like that interpretation. I'm, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that. All right. Um... I think that's about it as far as old Kim Possible days. Oh, we can talk about Kim Possible fan world really quick. Oh, um, yeah, so that, uh, I don't exactly remember what the purpose of this, the site was for, um, uh, whoever the, the wonderful person who created it was. I think it was just because at the time, um, uh, this was before, you know, it was a lot easier to share, share GIFs and, and images online. Like, for the most part, everybody just used Photobucket. And uh, uh, with the KP Fanworld uh, site, um, we mostly just had screen captions, or not, not captions, but uh, captures of every single episode. And it was basically almost like frame by frame. Mm -hmm. um, for this site too i think it was just like a fun resource that you could go on and if you needed like an image from an episode well pr there it was and just just right there so easily available um other than that i don't really remember too much about that um again just a fun resource for people to go on there if they really needed to and they could easily share from from that site too instead of having to go on google images or photo bucket or whatever so um it was just like a neat little extra um KP resource fan site, if you will. Yeah, it was, um, I, I, I used it, um, a good bit, probably, probably even more than the, the run stoppable page as far as that, but it was, like, it also had news and the headline, and it was, like, very, mm. I mean, it still exists, I, I'm pretty sure it still exists, but it's, yeah, yeah, I actually found a link to it the other day, I was like, oh, hello, 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 old friend, but yeah, it was, <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember people, like, one of the games, like, one of the fun games you would play is, like, screenshot, screen cap the, the screenshots or, like, put captions. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, wow. Yeah, I f almost forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, rip. So, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of weird to think about, like, how, you know, small amount of people kind of can influence the show just based on that board. Because, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, I think it has, like, it has 14,000 people total, but, like, active people, there was only probably, like, you know, three to 400. So, you know, at the time, now there's, like, none. Um, yeah. Though it does kind of make you wonder what would have happened if um, KP uh, 
uh, was airing, like, around this time instead of uh, back in mid-2000s, like, how much more expansive it would have been, especially, like, with an online presence. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think, you know, I think it would have, you know, give Phineas and Ferb a, a run for its money, because I think Phineas and Ferb really benefited a lot from, the, especially because it went on for so long, but benefited a lot from, mm-hmm. you know, the more expansive internet and, um, you know, all that fun stuff. I mean, Phineas and Ferb is a great show. Like, if there's one show to replace my favorite show ever, I think that's a, it's a pretty good contender. Um, it's not <laughs> just, like, something, like, stupid live action-y. But anyway, um... Uh, but um, yeah, I like, and that's. I mean, I think that's something we'll be able to tell more uh, with the Proud Family um, spinoff that's coming out like in a mm. month or so. Um, I really think, I think if the live act, the Kim Possible live action movie wasn't a thing, we'd be getting a Kim Possible Disney Plus thing by now. Um, yeah, because we already got Phineas and Fur and and. Kim Possible was more popular than Proud Family for sure. So, you know, I yeah. think I think the Proud Family is a political move, honestly, to kind of be like, you know, we're we're we 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 love all the cultures here at Disney with all the, the bad the bad news things that have been happening in the last couple of years. Which yeah. is fine. I, I do f- Yeah, but Yeah, I do I do feel like Proud Family, like and it's definitely like we're at a point in time to where I feel like a show like Proud Family is definitely very important Mm -hmm. right now. Like it'd be cool if we got like the same um reboot treatment for KP, but I've I feel like uh, like if we were to kinda like pick between the two, I I think Proud Family would um I think it'll do like itself a little bit bit of justice right now. Yeah. And um but I think I think like the like I think the majority of people's thinking is, um, you know, the live action movie has kind of left a bad taste in people's mouths, and it also did very, 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 very poorly. Um, the, yeah. You know, the worst, the worst aired Disney Channel live action movie ever. So it's, that's what I mean. Uh. Rip. So that's why they released all those yeah. shorts on, you know, the the YouTube page, which I think was supposed to be aired, you know, as a short or something like that. Like Kim. Mm-hmm. Kim. Like she, like the shorts where she's where the live action actors are at the library and that kind of. Oh thing. yeah, I saw those. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I thought this was over. Oh, they must have just shot in advance, and you know, they they yeah did somewhere to put them. Um, but I guess we'll see what the future will hold as far as yeah. that. I mean, you know, creatively, well, it, it does. Go ahead. It does make me wonder, like, if KP were to be re- rebooted in the same fashion, like, do you do you think like they would just like pick it up from? where it left off or like do you think it would just be kind of reformed in some fashion like the proud family is right now i mean i mean well the proud family the the proud family reboot is kind of both for the most part it's like a, it's it's picking off where it take where it took off but it's also reforming it for like you know being made in like modern age with like not with with modern animation uh, resources like Toon Boom and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I think the changes to it are slight enough that it's not the worst possible thing. Like, now they can do lighting and things like that. So I think it would be similar. Like, I think we'd still have a college Kim Possible, and it wouldn't just be, like, again, starting over. Because I think what people... I think what Disney has learned, at least... One of the one of the good things, hopefully, they've learned from all this is that, you know, people like these original characters, and you know, rebooting them is not what people want. Like, um, I don't know if you noticed, but, like, um, they released, I mean, well, for context, they released, like, a Kim Possible, all the Disney Adventure Kim Possible comics and, like, a super comic, like, for the live-action movie. And on the back, they were just like, oh, yeah, you know, see your favorite characters before they return to the big screen and, you know, get rid of them. Just like, oh, it's not, oh. The, it's not the same, though. You can't, uh... like, like. You know, the thinking was just like, oh, this will make everyone happy, and you know, people will want to see this, and it will make all the fans happy. And I'm just like, no, we don't. Like, we want, we want original cast. We want, you know, a re, a continuation yeah. of some sort. We don't want the, we want this. You could have yeah, asked. I mean, they, they, they tried. They really did. Yeah. But I at mean, the end of the day, it's no one's fault. It's just, it was just a bad yeah. decision. It should have been more. Um, it should have been more asked around generally as far as how people what people thought about 
a live action Kim Possible. But, you know, they could have asked me. I've been here the whole time, but whatever. <laughs> um, so, um, but, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I like, creatively, I've always had my own ideas for these characters that kind of fall into something similar to what we're talking about. So, you know, I guess we'll just see if I get there, you know, professionally. We'll, we'll see what happens, but... You know, one day. Yeah, one 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 day. That's like my big magnus opus dreams that <laughs> I don't really talk about that often um, on a public forum. But anyway, um, Disney, please hire me. Um, <laughs> hire both of us. Hire both of us. Hire all, all, all you know. But um, you know, like I think you know, I'm I'm kind of either way. If if it got renewed, like it'd be great and it'd be exciting, and you know that would be like the the main channel content for like however long that happened. But you know, I don't. Yeah. It doesn't need to happen either. You know, if it's not gonna, yeah, it's not gonna be like done right. You know, I'd rather it not be done than you know, at least like the live action thing is its own continuity and it doesn't like ruin the original show at all. So yeah, yeah, I think that's how I'd feel about it too. Um. Like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm fine if it doesn't. If it does, like, I'd be kind of happy, but at the same time, I'd be very skeptical. Like, okay, well, let's just see how this goes and go from there, I suppose. Because, yeah, like I said in the in the original review for the live-action movie, like, the, the original creators wrote the script, so it wasn't, like, they were brought back then the whole thing, but it still was not something that turned out great. So, um... yeah. You know, it's not only their input that is something that needs to be continued. So, um, all right, I guess we can wrap. So, um, if you're new to the podcast, uh, we're on all the podcast things, Spotify, uh, iTunes, what's SoundCloud, uh, I think that's all of them. Um, and, um, YouTube, obviously, if you want to listen to it on YouTube. So, we'll upload whatever we're in the kind of whatever period at this point as i guess <laughs> as i guess i get guest hosting you know we have things to talk about and that kind of thing i still really like the podcast i'm interested in continuing it um you know it's just it just all depends on you know like figuring out next steps and you know figuring out learn stuff and all that but um thanks for coming autumn did you have a good time oh and where can people yeah. find you if they want to stalk you um oh stalk me yay <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, they can find me on on Twitter, um, though I think my handle actually has changed since then. Uh, you can find me both on Twitter and Instagram as uh, Starlet is I with a period in between. So uh, Starlet dot is dot I, and uh, I have a little anime avatar, um, maybe like a hundred or so followers on both accounts, uh, something like that. So yeah, uh, can, that's about where you can find me. You can watch her. You can you can ask your Kim Possible questions. Woo. But yeah, we'll, yeah. We, I mean, I think, you know, Kim Possible theme podcast um, discussions in general is, is not a bad idea. So, you know, if no, you guys, no. guys want to hear more Kim Possible or, you know, reaction to specific episodes, you know, let us know in the comments or whatever and we'll, we'll do it, I guess. We'll get, we'll get Autumn back and we'll talk about things Kim Possible a lot. Woo. Um. So, uh, my only other outro things are, you know, make sure you're subscribed to the main channel, make sure you, you do all the analytical, like, comment on the videos, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, um, art school's kicking my butt, so it's hard for me to create <laughs> content, um, as, um, in the pace that I would like to go at, uh, essentially, because I like to keep busy and that kind of thing. So, um. Hey, just throw in the word college in there, and I think everybody hopefully understands. Yeah, I mean, in our college specifically, too, is just, it's, yeah. it's not hard, but it just, like, takes so much time. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, Lots of energy. Yeah, or, you know, like, especially, you know, working on animation assignments just takes forever. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, uh, and, you know, if you want to, there's tons of podcasts, uh, backlog, if you like this this format um if you've never listened to it before you know whatever the case then uh have fun i doubt you've listened to every episode ever so woo all right uh thanks again autumn and um i guess yeah, thank you for inviting me yeah and we'll look forward to the next 
yeah, I guess we'll talk to the, or I'll talk to the audience next time on the next podcast or back in the past if you listen to ones from the before time. So, um, uh, thanks again, everyone, and have a good day, night, evening, whatever time it is in your time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. We are really hoping this show makes a difference in how people view animation and media, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation or media industry. If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe and rate those five stars, as well as tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our main YouTube channel, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, and turn those notifications on. My name is Scribbler, and you have been listening to Animation Communication.